0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Edge Open podcast. I'm Ilhana Hodgic, your host and EMEA Marketing at ADLink Technology. Today we are joined by John Weil, CMO at foundries.io, with a career spanning 25 years in tech. We will explore John's journey, the evolving IoT landscape, and how actually ADLink and Foundries are addressing its challenges. Stay tuned as we discuss predictable software costs and simplifying software maintenance. Hey John, good afternoon.
1: Hi, Hi. thank you for having me.
0: Uh, I learned that you have had a fascinating career journey from building robots for industrial manufacturing centers to your role as CMO at foundries.io. Could you please share a bit about your journey that led you to become the CMO at Foundries?
1: Yeah, I started my career uh, in the 90s, uh, more than 25 years ago doing industrial systems. Uh, I like to say I built robots uh, for a living for industrial manufacturing centers Uh, that went ended up shipping all over the world. And then I went on to work in semiconductors. um, And that's where I started building my passion for embedded systems and the kind of the intersection of silicon hardware and software. Uh, when you build these robots in the beginning of my career, um, I had to do hardware and software. It was kind of intermixed. And when I started working on embedded systems, um, I really found that, that that passion stuck with me. Uh, and it, I'm always looking for ways to make things easier, safer, more reliable. and that culminated uh, nearly 30 years later with me uh, working for foundries um, to, kind of a unique opportunity to to work on safer, more reliable systems.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually clear that the landscape of connected embedded systems or IoT has evolved significantly since you started your career and I would be interested to hear from you and actually how the field has transformed and the challenges and the it Uh, and the opportunities it presents today. Actually, could you simply delve deeper into this, what you already explained?
1: Yeah, the world's changed a lot. So, uh, you know, today's connected embedded systems or what we we all like to call IoT or or edge products uh, are really at the forefront of the next big data, uh, artificial intelligence and industrial automation uh, fronts. Uh, and so, when I was just a junior engineer, our, our systems were basically Intel or 68K desktop-based programmable logic controllers, or sometimes called PLCs, and they were connected across factory floors, uh, and they really had very little information ex- exchange between the machines. And the machines were pretty independent operators. they They just built or ran or did something. Um, and sometimes data was shared uh, with that factory operations team, but the, the scale was extremely minimal compared to t- today. Today, the opportunity is massive and the data of all these connected devices on a, a factory floor can bring, but that comes with severe drawbacks compared to 30 years ago.
0: Yes, uh, you mentioned just now that the current IoT landscape has drawbacks. Could you shed light on what these drawbacks are and how they impact the industry, especially in terms of security and reliability?
1: Yeah, when you add all the flexibility that we have in today's systems, um, the downside is security and it's the security of information, uh, security of process or product. and I'm not here today. We're not going to have time to get into hacking events and all the you know interesting things that have occurred in our industry in the last few years. Um, we all know those hacking events exist, uh, but the amount of um, interconnected devices now has has increased exponentially, and it's going to continue to increase. Uh, and therefore, the threat model is, has become quite severe to the point where you know government nations all around the world are starting to take mm-hmm. notice that that the infrastructure that we all rely on today are controlled by these uh, interconnected devices. So, you know, 30 years ago, physical access was, was all that was really required to cause havoc, but getting into some of these um, manufacturing centers or uh, infrastructure sites, that, that was difficult, but not impossible. But today, if you can get access to one connected industrial plant, um, uh, a bad actor can have an effect on systems Look at it all around the world. Uh, so, industrial system cybersecurity has really become critical to how we do embedded system design.
0: Yeah, indeed, that's true, actually. Uh, and how do Link and foundries collectively address these issues?
1: Well, first, we have mutual customers uh, in this industrial mm-hmm. space that we're talking about today, um, and they see the advantages of of managed hardware platforms. Um, and a managed hardware platform, uh, if, if I had to elaborate a little, is where between our two companies, we work together to not only deliver highly reliable hardware, but we match uh, software with that that can extract the performance of the hardware, but also provides us a, a safe and secure development environment that allows that device to be to be managed in the field for years to come. Um, and so, today, a customer can go to AD Link and get you know, an NVIDIA processor with Foundry's uh, factory and our Linux solution running on it. Um, and they know that with our solution, they can enable a secure, maintainable software platform that can be deployed and maintained for years to come. And, and that's really the, the secret, is that ability to continuously update it, maintain it, and know that you do that in a in a secure environment, and that uh, the devices are say less likely to fall in the wrong hands and and be manipulated by a bad actor. Uh,
0: thanks, thanks a lot, uh, John. Uh, as we all know, that software maintenance is actually a crucial aspect of today's industrial systems. Can you? discuss the significance of maintaining software in modern industrial settings, especially if you are talking about the security and functionality.
1: Uh, yeah, complexity. In, in and <laughs> one simple word, I would say complexity. Uh, maintenance uh, of today's industrial systems brings a level of complexity that, that uh, we haven't seen it in our modern embedded world. like. I would say the complexity of today's embedded systems um, and specifically connected ones creates a scenario where the product is really never done Um, a lot of industrial customers want the product to be done they want to ship it and they don't really want to touch it again they they want it to function in a a fixed function manner and, and it does a particular job and it does that job very well but the complexity of the software used in these systems today especially as we start to adopt new trends like uh, ai uh, on the factory floor it requires nearly constant updates to improve that application and you want that if you're if you have an ai system you're continually wanting to improve those ai algorithms but it also the platform the software platform that that ai application is running on also needs continuous updates to protect it against new threats
0: Yeah, you've shared a lot of uh, very interesting insights with us. And to make it more tangible for our audience, uh, John, can you share specific examples of how ADLink and Foundries, both of us actually, and our collaboration addresses the complexities and challenges faced by customers in the industrial sector, and especially, again, when it comes to the software maintenance and security?
1: Yes. Today's Connected Products, we spoke about the complexity of how that mm-hmm. hardware and software um, work together. But if we think about our mutual customers, um, and, and they come from varied backgrounds, but they, they really have to manage two things. There's a hardware and software, and they have two sets of costs, and two sets of cost of ownership. So our mutual customers, most of them today, have a perspective of the upfront costs that they would that they would spend, and they can easily map these in their head. It's Pretty easy to model the cost of, say, hardware, uh, warranty replacements, etc. But in the software world, a, a connected product can have a lot of variability uh, in how it's modeled over the product's uh, life cycle. So, if you think about software cost over the product's life cycle, how would you model that? Um, and a customer. May have attempted to lock down their software platform and, and they really don't want it to change. We we spoke about that earlier, that's a fixed function product. They really want to have limited ongoing maintenance costs. But due to outside factors such as the cybersecurity risks that are that are present today, they end up doing a lot of unplanned maintenance. Um, and those intervals can be quite frequent and at times they can be quite shocking in, in the cost of ownership. And so over the last five years, um, I've had the visibility into these challenges due to my prior roles, even before Foundries and and now here at Foundries. And I can say that a a major wireless vulnerability, just just take that as an example, a major wireless vulnerability in either Wi-Fi or Bluetooth has occurred nearly every quarter over these last several years. Um, That doesn't mean that all vulnerabilities affect all customers, but the presence of those vulnerabilities means that customers should be reviewing their threat model uh, of these connected, embedded products uh, and their software platform, and they need to disclose and decide whether they need, need to do anything. Do they need to uh, update? Does this vulnerability affect them? In a lot of cases, um, product companies get behind on this, to be honest. Um, they, after some number of critical issues stack up, uh, they sit back and they, and they go, okay, uh, maybe now we need to do a software update to protect our, our end customers. Uh, and these updates can be very expensive. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I interviewed a customer in 2022. Uh, that told me that each software update that they do to their IoT fleet, and their IoT fleet's pretty sizable. It's it's in the, say, hundreds of thousands of nodes, effectively cost them a million US dollars in
0: oh. database. <laughs> okay. So,
1: yeah, imagine if you were to do some kind of critical update to your whole fleet every quarter of every year, you're talking about millions of dollars and connectivity fees, mostly on these are cellular systems. Um, and in that particular case, that gets very expensive. And so software updates are not taken lightly by our mutual customers, um, and it creates a, a financial disincentive to, to do the right thing. And, um, those, therefore, that's two opposing forces, right? You have the cybersecurity side of needing to protect data and the application and the end customer, but you but you have a financial disincentive side <laughs> because it can be very expensive to, yes. to do these long-term maintenance projects. Yeah, um, and at Foundries, um, we spend a lot of time on this, and, and we work with our uh, you know partners as yourself, so ADLink, to make sure that um, our, our mutual customers have the tools at their disposal uh, to be able to rapidly evaluate that threat model, uh, decide whether that software platform is affected, uh, and then more specifically, they can evaluate evaluate all the way down to a particular node. So let's say you have 100,000 AD-link NVIDIA-enabled AI platforms out there in the market, um, but maybe they've been updated at different intervals because of your end-customer uh, uh, needs. Our system would track exactly what software is running on every node, um, and it keeps track uh when was the update? What time did it happen? Who issued the update? Everything. And so uh, all the way down to the exact software commit that was generated for it. And so we provide that infrastructure so that people can do a very fast analysis of that threat model. So when we combine the Link platforms with Foundry's factory, um, and then the managed Linux distribution, we call Linux Micro Platform, uh, customers get that fine granularity of control on every node in their fleet. Uh, while maintaining, and this is the key words, a secure, immutable, and fully auditable design. So what we mean is, is that when we do an update, that update is unique, traceable, and we know exactly why it happened. And it only happens because somebody asked it to happen. And those are really key things. And, and that allows us to design, build, deploy, maintain uh, an AD-link, NVIDIA-enabled platform um, over the product's life. Um, and this is done uh, with a transparent and predictable business model between our companies right so our our foundry's products are designed to make designing and deploying this the software platform as easy as predicting the hardware costs at the end of the day that 's our goal is uh, to make a customer be able to know exactly what 's going to cost them to maintain this product over years and have really no hidden costs
0: and uh... <laughs> I must admit actually that there's so many interesting and valuable uh, highlights what you have shared with us that I would highlight and mention every of them. But actually, let us uh, tackle a bit about the concept of a predictable cost of software ownership, which is integrated into the entire, entire product life c- cycle, what you already mentioned. and. Uh, could you please elaborate on how Foundry's approach achieves this, particularly through the use of cloud tools and uh, the customab- uh, customizable I don't know how to... This word is a bit yeah challenging to me. <laughs> Linux distribution, actually. Uh,
1: yeah, sure. Um, so Foundry's I.O. Uh, was built uh, on a principle from our founders that they were designing and building tools to enable themselves originally to to do their work more efficiently. Um, and they kind of sat up one day and said, we we should make these tools available to everybody. These are tools that everybody should uh, leverage. And uh, what's funny is anytime you you know you talk to founders of of new companies, you find out that a lot of companies start this way. It, it, it starts as something that was passionate, something that they felt was important, and then they created uh, a new company from that because they wanted to bring that same success that they had uh, to everybody else. And so Foundry, uh, six years ago, um, started this journey, uh, and we built a, a suite of cloud tools uh, that allows customers to work in a manner that's still familiar to themselves brings that, le- that history of our founders, of how they used to build products when they were uh, you know product manufacturers themselves, um, and while solving problems around making a product secure. So we took this legacy of building great tools, tools that allow you to do your job as an engineer more effectively, and then years ago, we started to see how the cybersecurity problem was, was going to evolve and become more critical. Um, and so we took that that problem-solving methodology with the excellent development experience, and we started building in from day one um, how our tools would allow customers to build more secure products. So our engineers um, have taken that mindset, and we built a custom Linux distribution. So that was the word you were looking for, a customizable uh, <laughs> Linux distribution. Um, based on uh, a Yocto methodology and so uh, our mutual customers listening to us today are all going to be familiar with with this uh, Yocto experience anybody that's worked on Yocto knows that it's extremely flexible extremely uh, capable development methodology that allows you to tune your linux distribution to build a very specific product um, versus taking I'm going to say, black box Linux distributions that others in the industry may produce, and you really have no idea what's inside it. Um, In this particular case, instead of taking a Linux distribution from somewhere, uh, maybe in an area that that you you don't know where it came from, or maybe it's distrustful, what could be built into that software distribution, um, we give customers the ability to take the Yocto methodology and know exactly what went into their Linux distribution when they're running on this AD link hardware. And so instead of guessing at what software is running on there, there's a fully auditable experience and a full set of tools to let you very easily build that Yocto build. And that gives a customer the ability to to have security kind of built in from day one of development. They they get a Linux distribution that's optimized for secure systems um, while still preserving their ability to customize the distribution for the specifics of their application. They don't necessarily, an end customer of ours, doesn't want to inherit a bunch of things that they're not going to use. That, that actually increases your security risk. If there's a particular type of software in the Linux distribution that you're not actually using in your product, you're building this robot or automated assembly system, you don't want software on that robot that you're not using. And so with a Yopto system, it's already designed to be customized. And with Foundries, our version of that Yocto distribution that we call Linux Micro Platform, can be customized by our cloud tools. And so our cloud tools are called Foundries Factory. Um, And it's this concept of a factory that assembles software for you. That's where the the phrase comes from. Um, And it's a cloud native uh, DevSecOps. Uh, product. That, so, that's it does the development, it does the secure uh, and operational control of that software. So, that product helps product companies, our mutual customers, design, deploy and maintain all that software on the product. Um, and we are, are kind of one of the few in the industry that allow you to actually manage that software on your product, not just as an application, but from the bootloader, the very lower lower level, I would say not the lowest, but the very low level software running on the device all the way up to, say, cloud-native applications. And what I mean by cloud-native applications is we even support secure container deployment onto the device. Um, So it's actually one of my favorite features of our product, the ability to deploy containers from a cloud development environment to an embedded target, uh, and that connected device uh, is um, able to almost operate like a mobile phone. You're able to load applications, remove those applications, and very much control the way that phone that embedded product functions Um, and and it gives a whole new level of development experience for our embedded customers Um, and so foundry's factory uh, provides all the resources the customers need to have their own private secure cloud development environment they can link that with their their own cloud systems of their choice we don't take any of that functionality away from our customers Um, and it allows them to manage a single node all the way up to millions of nodes and do that secure firmware, that boot firmware, all the way up to a containerized application that maybe was designed and built to run in the cloud, and now they're able to take that content and push it down to an embedded node uh, and run that just like it was an application that was natively built for the product.
0: And uh, John, last but not least, how does this approach what you have explained Contribute to the predictability of uh, software costs over the years.
1: Yeah. So when you when you have a managed solution, um, I, I would almost equate it to how how you think about uh, maybe using your your work computer. You know, if uh, many of us use uh, Windows-based machines or maybe an Apple product with a Mac OS or something. If you think about, you know, you have a fixed cost of acquiring that computer and then you have some cost of acquiring the software that's running on that computer, maybe it comes with it. Um, When in the embedded space, uh, we don't really have that same parallel. Like customers over the years would buy, say, a hardware platform from ADLink in the past and they would get software and they would have to maintain that software. And there's no one there to help them. There's no one there that provides that that peace of mind and trust that that's got, you know, that's got their back through the development, deployment, and maintenance of their product. When you buy a, a Macintosh computer or you buy a Dell computer or something, you're getting that hand-holding experience of, say, Microsoft or Apple providing that software as a managed software platform. And you can still develop your applications, you can still build you know, an experience around that computer. Um, but you know you have somebody behind the scenes that's doing, things, providing the tools, providing the security, providing everything you need to have your software platform running on your home computer, for example. And, and that's where Foundries comes in. Is we're, we're trying to give that same managed software cost, a, a, trusted cust- a trusted vendor that provides the software with our hardware platform providers. Um, and, they they get that managed experience. It, it's, a, it's a control cost. that's known. It's predictable. Every year you pay a little bit of money uh, and that same amount of money covers you whether you have a little problem or a big problem. And it's kind of the same thing as like licensing Microsoft Windows for your computer. You pay the same kind of fee and it doesn't matter how many security updates come out in a, in a given year, Microsoft is going to protect that product. So Foundries takes the, the same attitude. We're trying to bring that to um, embedded connected devices. Um, The other analogy we use with a lot of customers is the way um, uh, Android kind of changed the cell phone market. And if you go back far enough before Android and before iOS, um, every cell phone company built their own software platform, their own application management layers, et cetera. And there was no compatibility. There was no interaction. And so when Android came along, it kind of convinced everybody in the cell phone industry that you didn't need to own the low level software. You didn't need to have that software platform at the lowest level. You could focus on extracting the performance of that phone, the hardware side, uh, and, and building applications on it, but let um, Google Android maintain the reliability of the software platform under the hood. And so, in, in the summary, that's really um, where our goals are and our mutual goals. And so, um, we want uh, AD Link and our mutual customers to be able to deploy your wonderful hardware with our software platform. And we want them to have a transparent business model. And that is a a yearly cost that they can predict. They understand it, it's like like paying insurance on your home. You understand it, you know it's coming. And that helps reduce unplanned software maintenance costs um, and gives you a a highly reusable platform uh, that's consistent. It's maintained by industry experts and it provides all the tooling needed uh, to be able to target their end applications. So hopefully that makes sense for all the, all the listeners today. Um, it's just about providing that next level of experience.
0: Thank you very much, John. Uh, thank you very much, John, for joining us today. And uh, thank you, everyone. We hope that you gained valuable insights from our conversation with uh, John Weil. We in particular spoke about the ever-evolving world of IoT and actually about the innovative solutions we both ADLINK and Foundries bring to the table. So until next time, bye bye.